Welcome back to it. You are still tuned in to Real Talk on 91.3 FM. It's the voice of the Cape 8. 23 is the time 0829-913-913 that is the number to dial if you are looking to engage with us we are of course speaking youth in the 21st century facing injustice and redefining the narrative but unfortunately one of the things that our youth often get trapped in is addiction and it is of course in so many so many different forms but here to speak to us this evening is substance abuse expert Mr. David Bayever Good evening, sir, and welcome to the conversation. Hi, good evening, and good evening to your listeners. It's great to have you. I hope you're doing well. All good, thank you. Nice and warm in South Africa. <laughs> That's fantastic. Okay, before we get to the hashtag Lean On Me campaign that we spoke about a little bit earlier on, let's talk about the use and substance abuse. What makes drugs, for example, attractive to our young people? Okay, so I think that one of the problems that we have with our youth in particular is the fact that they are always looking for something and they want to experiment. Um, They want to be part of the in-crowd. They want to be part of, accepted by everybody else. And because of that, the pressure on them is what makes them use the drugs as well. Mm. We also recognize that a lot of them don't have opportunities um, like, for example, with um, the especially in boredom because they don't have recreational facilities that they can use for their free time. And because of that, they use drugs in order to help them to escape and to feel different. And the euphoric effect that they get from the drugs is what lifts them and puts them into a better frame of mind. Mm-hmm. But I want them to remember one thing, and there's a very, very important message that they must get. No person sets out in life with an ambition to become addicted to drugs. They all think that they can try it, they can experiment with it, and they will be okay. But they need to recognize that the drugs are stronger than what they are, and once your body develops a tolerance for the drugs, that's when it takes over and you go down a a spiral downward, which is where the problem lies. So the youth must recognize that there are consequences from starting and if they start at a very young age, the consequences are much worse. Mm. Also, that brings us to another point. You know, what is the primary reasons behind continued addiction? You know, what takes, takes us back continuously to the things that we are addicted to? So what they must recognize is, and I think that everybody will understand this, because the reason why you're taking the drug in the first place is because it makes you feel different. Your feelings come from the brain. So that clearly tells us that the effect that the drug is having is an effect on the brain. Mm. Now, our brain has a what we call a reward system that once it recognizes a pleasurable effect, you never forget it. The brain will never forget it. The brain remembers. And when you find yourself in a situation where maybe you're a little bit tense, maybe you're a little bit upset, maybe you're feeling a little bit stressed, the brain says, but hang on, wait a minute, there's something that you can take that will lift you out from that problem and give you that euphoria that you were looking for, that you've experienced before. The brain keeps reminding us, and this is what we talk about when we talk about the brain reward system. And the brain reward system is what keeps us having to use the same thing over and over again. You know, when you're uh, breathing, you don't think consciously about the fact that you have to breathe. 
your brain tells you you need to breathe because I want oxygen in my brain. So this is what is actually happening when there's a cue that reminds you about the fact that this particular substance has had a pleasurable effect on you, the brain tells you and drives you towards it all the time. And that's what leads to the problem with addiction. Mm, that uh, constant um, desire. And uh, I, I suppose you, your brain uh, sort of develops a, a sort of liking to that feeling that drugs promote, eh? Mm. Absolutely. You know, if you go near the kitchen and someone is baking something and you get the smell or the whip of the bread that has been baked or something like that, automatically you start salivating and saying, gee whiz, I'm going to go and have some. Mm-hmm. It's the natural reaction, the natural response that your brain reminds you, this is pleasurable, just do it. It's not a conscious decision that you're taking. It's the brain that is now driving you because of that brain reward system that is taking over and controlling us. Mm. Mm, definitely. Um, we mentioned now the, the, the physical, the, the, the mental aspect of it now. How does one's socioeconomic circumstances contribute to drug abuse, David? Well, th- this is a real problem, and this is where the problem lies. In fact, that it's not only the drug that we have to concern ourselves with, but there are more important things that we have to worry about. Like, for example... People that find themselves in a situation which they cannot control, like, for example, stress within the home, stress within the community, stress within the environment that they're in or the school that they're in. One wants to try and get away from that stress. And you know that there's something that can dull your feelings by taking something that acts as a suppressant. It suppresses all of those negative feelings that you've got. So people who have got themselves into a situation where they've had trauma or where they've been involved in some sort of abuse and want to escape from that, use the drugs in order for them to escape from all of those situations. Mm. Then we've got the problem with gangsterism in some of the communities as well, where if you don't belong to the gang, you are going to be bullied or you're going to be taken advantage of. So one of the ways of protecting yourself is to become a member of the gang. And once you become a member of the gang, the gang then starts using you to deal in drugs or to push the drugs on other people or get other people involved in taking drugs in order for them to be making money. And those are the vicious circles that we're talking about. Mm. Another problem that we've got, which is a big problem in this particular country, is unemployment. Mm. Now, if a person can't find a job and they're just sitting around with nothing else to do and someone gives them an opportunity to go and sell or to peddle or to take drugs, they're going to do it because there is just nothing else for them to do. So these are societal issues over which the youth themselves have very little control and because of that, they are drawn to it automatically. Mm. And speaking of um, the youth in particular, what are the most common in your experience, what are the most commonly abused substances amongst our young people in South Africa? Well, of course, whatever is readily available is what they're going to use. And then we have the situation where we have cannabis or marijuana, which is readily available. At every street corner, you'll find someone who can give you a cell or can sell you some bank, banky or a finger or whatever it is. Mm. So because it's so readily available, that becomes our big problem. Mm. Alcohol in some of the communities we know is also still a very, very big problem. And those are the two most important ones that we have to concern ourselves with. Mm. But then we also have cheaper drugs that are available. Like, for example, we've got the situation with Nyope. Mm. Nyope is relatively cheap on the streets, 
and easily available as well because it's marijuana and it's now a very, very cheap grade of heroin. And one needs to understand why they're mixing these things as well, which is a very different situation. Mm. But the problem is that they are so cheap and so readily available that it becomes affordable for almost everybody to be able to get it. And we also find that within those circles, that because they are so closely linked with the people who are using, that they will share, knowing that when they've got, they will give to the other person as well. It's mm. part of the culture that they're in. Mm. And before we move move on to the next question, I want to touch on that aspect regarding the Nayope and the mixture of drugs and how that's been happening. It also ties into this concept of lean, doesn't it? Yes, it does, because those are what we call the concoctions. Mm. And that is where the problem lies. You know, very, very often people will tell us that they're taking the drugs, but they're taking it carefully. There is no such thing as taking a drug carefully when you don't know what the drug is. You don't know what has been put into that concoction in the first place. Mm. You think that when you're taking your pay, that all you're taking is marijuana mixed with a bit of heroin. But then there's other stuff that people put into it as well, which you don't even know about. Mm. So how can you take it safely? How can you take it in small amounts because you know that that's as much as you could when you don't even know what it is that you're taking? And I mm. think that that is the most important message that we can give our youth. When you're taking drugs, you don't know what you're taking, because it's been made in someone's backyard, it's been pushed onto you by someone who just wants to sell it and will add anything to it, and you have no idea what it is that you actually are taking. Mm. It's a huge problem, because when there's an overdose, no one knows how to treat you, because they don't know what you've taken. You tell them that you think you took cat, or you think that you took marijuana or uh, myope, mm. but no one really knows what was in those concoctions. Mm. And we speaking about the Lean on Me campaign as well, I want you to tell us, you know, how, how do trends like these develop? When did it become a thing for us to mix cough syrup and cool drink? Well, one of the problems that we've had is that this has been put out there on TikTok. It's been made very, very popular by some of our rappers. It's very, very popular. Justin Bieber was one of them who puts it into his songs. Mm. And they become very aware of it because of the culture and the media and the, exp- um, the, the, the exposure that they've had to it via these different singers and so on. Mm. It's not only a South African phenomenon. This is an international phenomenon. Uh, it's not only in South Africa that you have this problem. It's all over. Mm. So it's very, very widely publicized. And we've got TikTok challenges where they're saying to the kids, See how much you can take without losing consciousness or without having to hold on to something and leaning on something. That's where the name lean comes from. Because Mm. of the effect that it has on the brain and the body, you cannot stand up without leaning onto something. And what we're saying is lean on me rather than on that drug. Lean on me is a campaign which is going out where we're saying we will help you if you've got a problem. Lean on me. That was beautifully, beautifully delivered, I must say. But speaking of, I want you to explain also to us, uh, how do we identify addiction? You know, what are, the, what are the key things we have to look out for? So perhaps the most important thing that a parent would notice first before anybody else is that the child or the youth that we're talking to are actually mixing in different circles. Why is it that they've moved into a different circle? 
their new frame of reference is no longer those people that they were associating with, but others who are giving more excitement and more spice into life. So they're moving over, and that should be one of the first telltale signs. When they become very secretive about the things that they would normally have spoken about and they're not talking about anymore, then that's for a parent to know, hang on, there's something that my child is involved in that I need to find out about. They will also see that the child will mix with uh, certain friends and come back in a certain frame of mind where they're very high or they're very happy or they're laughing. And with others, when they're not with those people, then they are very sullen and they're completely different. Those are the mood swings that you'll find. They can go out and when they come back, they're in a completely different frame of mind. Mm. Then, of course, do they still pay as much attention to things that they were concerned with before Like, for example, when they were playing, um, uh, did they play a particular game? Or now do they want to play something else? These are things that parents and teachers in particular can also notice because they spend a lot of time with these children and youth and learners at the schools, and they can see that these things are changing. But then there's also in their own behavior, are they paying as much attention to their hygiene? Are they caring so much about the way they look and the way that they dress? Are they so concerned about those issues, or is is that not anything of importance anymore? It's Mm. this whole change in frame of mind. Mm. But there's other things like, for example, sniffing, which could suggest that maybe they're snorting something or inhaling something. And why is their nose bleeding from time to time? What is happening with their appetite? Are they more constipated than they would normally have been? Are they having uh, headaches? Um, Can you smell anything on their breath or on their clothes? Mm. Those are typical telltale signs, and particularly the fact that the youth are not paying as much attention to their own hygiene and their own well-being. They're starting to lose weight or they're putting on weight. These are simple things that anybody can pick up, never mind about the fact that they are experiencing um, emotional changes as well, which could also result in them having outbursts from time to time. Mm. Those are things that we can be looking out for always. Awesome. Before we get to the possible steps to take to combat this, we also want to find maybe some solutions with regard to the ease of access that our kids have. Well, that is a problem in terms of, as I said, the accessibility and where it is. Uh, It's just everywhere. Go to any shopping mall and you'll find people hanging around. What parents should perhaps take notice of is that it costs the child money to be able to buy these drugs. So are we giving our children too much money, which means that they've got money that they can spend on drugs? So one of the things that we need to be very, very careful about is not just showering them with money rather than love and attention. And also what we need to also understand is that when we say to the children that we are going here as adults and you must come with, is that really what your child wants to do? Why don't we rather sit down and say to them, what would you like to do today? What would you like to do? Rather than us telling them all the time what they need to do. Hmm. So those are also lessons that I think from the home that people need to learn. Children also want to be consulted. Children also want to be feeling as if they are part of the family rather than just being told all the time what they have to do. Do things that they find exciting and do it with them. 
Make sure that they know that they've got an open, open channel of communication with you as the parent. Spend a little bit of time with them. Just make a little bit of time and shower them with all that love that you can in order for them to know that if you're not giving them love, their friends will, mm. and then you lose out. Mm. Definitely. It's Substance abuse expert, Mr. David Bayer. Unfortunately, we are out of time, but thank you so much for all of that. And we do hope that the hashtag Lean On Me campaign is an absolute success tomorrow. Well, thank you. Uh, this is a pilot, and we're hoping that we'll be able to roll it out. The Norwood uh, Policing Forum here in Johannesburg of the people who have initiated this program for us. We are using it as an example, and clearly, if it works, we will take it nationally, and we're open to anybody who would want to know more about it. Definitely. Hashtag lean on me. Hashtag lean on me. Just, uh, also, if people want to find out more about the campaign, how can they go about doing that? Well, uh, you've got our contact numbers over there. I'm quite happy for you to give it to anybody who phones into the station asking. We'd be quite happy for you to give it out to them. Okay, fantastic. And you can, of course, catch Mr. David Bay Ever on 083-586-1953 to find out more about the hashtag Lean On Me campaign, taking our kids back and finding solutions as to how we can assist the future generations. But, Mr. David, thank you so much again, and all the best. And thank you very much for the opportunity. It is appreciated. Absolutely. Our pleasure. And uh, let's, of course, take a quick break. And when we return, it is time for trivia. The Voice of the Cape, 91.3 FM Stereo.